Welcome to Pick Up Your Sticks, where we talk about why gaming matters with your hosts, Walker Nier and Brett Lindley. I'm Walker, and today we're chatting about burnout in gaming. I also try to juggle not two, not three, but four MMOs while also considering some single-player games. We might have a wager on our hands. So what's up, Brett? What's got you picking up your sticks this week? Hey, man. How's it going? I, pretty good. Uh, I have been all over the map this week. So uh, now two, I, so I've played, I guess, all over the map is three for me. So That's pretty is, good. For which you. is a That's lot pretty, for me. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, so let's see. I have been streaming again. Uh, so those of us that follow on Twitter will know that I have uh, a couple times this last week popped up for some Graveyard Keeper on stream uh, over on Twitch, which I'm still having a blast with. And, and I figured it was a, a lot better game for me to stream than a lot of my Space Engineers time, because especially on the multiplayer server, I hide in a corner and mine asteroids and put stuff into my refinery and then walk away. So it's not really, you know, super it, it, gripping gameplay. Um, but Graveyard Keeper, there's always something to keep me going. And it's very easy to talk about what I'm doing, what I'm planning on doing, what I have been doing, and, and kind of it reacting and interacting. Whether there's an audience or not, I can sit there and talk about it, just what's going on in game, what my plans are, what I need to find, things like that. So it's uh it's very streamable um and so i've been saving my gameplay actually for stream um just so that i can it, i i haven't needed to do this i guess i never really nowadays need to but it's been nice to stretch out my gameplay on stuff i generally know life things pretty hard and and i will burn myself out on a game just instant as soon as possible i would gorge on it until i hate it um and so it's been nice to kind of tell myself like no i'm not gonna play i'm gonna wait until i can stream and then i'm gonna pick up right where i left off on the last stream plus it just the, the saving mechanics even though you don't have to go through a full day uh and you can sleep anytime it's a good kind of meter for the it gives the the gameplay some cadence and some easy stopping points and stuff so i've uh i've still been loving it i there's just so much to do in that game it's strange because it feels like like stardew valley and i know we talked about this a ton you know last week so i won't spend too long on it but i like stardew valley there's always stuff to do but it doesn't feel like there, there is no real stated like major end goal other than like you know the town hall, the Jojo Mart, the the little spirit critters, and then getting a happy you good job from your grandpa. But like in Graveyard Keeper, there kind of is an end game stated in the very beginning. Like there's a reason to do what you're doing, mm. and it feels like that that end is always much closer than it actually is. And so it's kind of I mean I'm feeling this weird sensation about it where there's probably, if not as much like close to as much gameplay as there is in Stardew, but it's just presented in this different way that I'm always kind of questioning like have I seen everything have I done everything I have two zombies I don't have any networking set up I don't have any 
real auto crafting to speak of going so like and the, and i know there's so much more like so many more layers to a lot of the things that i can can uncover i have maybe a third of the tech tree researched like so it's like there's a ton more content and i can see that there's more content there but i'm always kind of questioning if that's so or not i guess i just always feel like i'm further ahead than i am which is unusual because a lot of games you feel like you're further behind than you are so what that actually reminds me of, totally different genre, but it kind of reminds me of, um, and I guess I don't know, you didn't, I haven't, you know, you haven't fully elaborated yet, so I don't know if that's kind of stopping you from wanting to play or hurting your willingness to play, but it, it kind of reminds me of in Borderlands 3, um, when we got to probably the second or third to last level, and I thought the game was going to be over, because I thought we had beaten the the bad guys that we needed to beat and i thought that we were going to kill them and walk away and be done right and that doesn't happen and then there were another two full zones <laughs> right yep. and it, it's honestly my own fault because it's not i mean the gearbox or whoever you know the borderlands team didn't do anything wrong they just made a game and it's not like I mean, yeah, they have the one fake ending scene, but that wasn't where I got. That wasn't what made me think it was right. Over. It was a story moment, and I'm the one that picked that and perceived that and misjudged where they were going entirely. And that that didn't matter though. The fact that it was my fault didn't stop me for the rest of the game, kind of just waiting for it to be over, which is not a fun way to play. No, and I agree. I felt that a lot of the same way when, when our playthrough of Borderlands outside of the Penn and Teller section, which I feel like should have just been DLC. Like, I feel like I would have almost been, that would have got me to come back to play more than any of the other DLC that's come out since. I've not, I'm not interested in it, like going back to it. But I, I do get what you're saying with that. And I feel it's actually the opposite for me with Graveyard Keeper mm. is that, I'm happy that there's more content there and I'm actually intentionally slowing down my gameplay because I'm worried I'm going to like, I'm constantly worried that there's not going to be enough game, even mm -hmm. though I can see there's enough game. I'm like reducing my gameplay, which I never do. Like I, I could just as easily play off stream and there's nothing stopping me from doing that. And anybody that's popping in on stream probably isn't, I'm not streaming every day. And right. so it's not like they can just, you know, a scheduled time pick up and feel bad for missing, you know, a, a, a piece of gameplay that that I had played through off stream or something, you know, so that, that's not the case. It's really just like I'm kind of savoring the game because I'm really enjoying it. And I I also don't feel like I would I don't get as much out of no lifing it. I think I get frustrated from longer play sessions with Graveyard Keeper where I don't in a lot of other games. And I don't even know if frustrated is the right word, but maybe just disenchanted maybe. Because mm -hmm. um, I'm always kind of expecting myself to be further than I am. I think this happened to me in Stardew a lot too, where you can play that game for like two hours and make no progress. Yeah. And and I it's not that it's exactly that with Graveyard Keeper, but I think there's a little bit of sense of that sometimes. And so I'm trying to keep myself from hitting that burnout point by getting frustrated that... I've made a bunch of progress, but I haven't like, well, I mean, I think that it's, it's the nature of the game. I mean, I think that there's, you know, a, there being no real failure condition um, and B just the kind of open world. I mean, that's not, it's not open world, but whatever open nature of it. Mm -hmm. 
it, to your point, I mean, you could you could go to Stardew and just farm, and I guess technically you would get a little bit of farming XP, right? Right. From, from doing those things, but you could just tend your crops and like hang out with the dog at the farm, and like if you you know, and just kind of chill out. And especially early in the game, when you run out of energy super quick, if mm-hmm. you're not willing to eat anything, you could just go back to bed and you you could make almost no progress because the game i mean unlike mario right that i always go to mario is the most <laughs> easy example but it's just cuz it's so rigidly defined right right like if you if you go to play mario i mean you could technically kill time but it would be clear that you were you were like subverting you can like goal yeah and even if you there even are some internal goals that you can make like at least in certain Marios. So for me, it's going to like Super Mario World where collect all the Yoshi coins, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's, you don't really get anything for that except in a couple of levels, there's some alternate exits, but I don't even think any of those are really tied to Yoshi coin. I think those are like key exits and stuff. But for the most part, it's just like to get an extra life or if you want to set a personal goal of collecting every Yoshi coin at every level. But still, you're going to be replaying the same level and getting better at the mechanics to beat that level or to accomplish that goal or find that coin. Right. right. Well, and you will, you, you kind of have to have a mastery level knowledge of the game to really even set such a goal. Right. You know, whereas with graveyard keeper or stardew and f- probably the less that, you know, the easier it is for you to mm-hmm. slip in to just a treadmill of nothing. Right. right. <laughs> kind of like you said, you could play a long time without going into the zombie quest. Mm-hmm. You could actually probably, complete a, a huge amount of that game without getting to the zombie quest and and that's like you said it should be a huge it's more integral part of the game maybe introduced a little earlier or pushed a little I, bit further I, in that direction that first bridge that you can build like i built that no zombie and oh, then yeah no i built the camp up north and stuff no mm-hmm. zombie like did Several hours of gameplay. And you could do more, especially if you started focusing on NPC quests and stuff, which I kind of was doing. I mean, I played a, a, a decent amount of time without zombies. Um, but even with zombies, I mean, I'm not making massive progress. But it, it's faster. I, I'm enjoying it, and I'm actually trying to... Because I burned out on Stardew like twice, two or three times before I ever... And I've still never completed the game, but before I gave myself like a good in-depth play through it, right? Um, but, but in Graveyard Keeper, I'm kind of, I'm just keeping myself from being burned out, which is something that I don't usually do. So I've, I've actually kind of enjoyed that. Plus it's caused me to game switch partially because I can only stream in the evenings. Um, but there are times in the afternoon that I have room to play or on the weekends, I can still play another game. And I've, I was getting burned out on space engineers, right? And I was starting to kind of question if i was going to stick with it and especially once i got sucked into graveyard keeper because i'm a solo gamer for the most part and by solo i mean like i stick to one game um i was like well this is it graveyard keepers hooked me so i just never play space engineers again for another two years right like this is what i do Mm -hmm. um and instead sitting there and going like well let me save graveyard keeper for stream i'm going to stream tomorrow or later on this evening or something I still have a couple hours to burn or I still have some time here or there. Let's boot up Space Engineers. And still continuing on the uh, the multiplayer server, finally have access to all of the primary resources that I need to, to kind of be self-sufficient. Um, 
and especially like uranium. So be, basically having a, a large supply of resources, so I don't have to worry about power ever. Um, now I can go in and start to really tackle the multiplayer side of it, and and I can have some more disposable ships. I can take some more risks because I just have a high supply of a lot of resources. I don't have to spend all of my time kind of scraping together minimal resources to build with. So now I can actually go in and and do some building and kind of construct some stuff. So I'm going to be going into a creative mode world and that that is their scenario for their server uh, and just playing around with that. I've got a couple of build ideas in mind. I have goals because I want to get to the kind of the PVP planet where all the rare ultra rare resources are, which aren't required, but allow you to level up some other stuff. And, and I think the corporation that I was looking at joining has opened back up and become active again. And they're just today, I got a message that's like, yep, you're, you're good to be in. Uh, so I'm kind of excited to start actually building some builds and playing with them and having functional builds that are more than just mining resources. Right. Yeah. Um, well, that's cool that, yeah, that you've stuck with both. And, and it's interesting because entirely independent, I hadn't shared this with you at all, but I was actually considering that I now, and I considering is the strong word here. <laughs> Fair. Um, not committing, not committing both C words, both different. Um, but anyway, so I'm considering, I was like, maybe I need to pick like two to three games that I kind of rotate between and and just like I play one and like, so let's say I pick three games. Basic, basically, once I've played one, I can't play it again until I've played the other two. And the thought behind that just being that I also easily get burned out on games and I'll get for me it's not even burned out it might just be like I get irritated by something and then don't go back and now I haven't gone back for three weeks but I've played tons of other stuff for that entire three weeks so now I don't really remember what happened in the other game or you know what I mean and so then I right especially if there's a story beat or a quest or something right like there was, there's one game uh, that's a, I think a PlayStation game originally, but it's on PC now. It's called Yakuza, um, Yakuza Zero. It's a whole series, but but anyway, and Yakuza Zero is one of the newer releases. But as far as like that game world's timeline, it, it's the very first, I think. Um, and so I was like, oh well, that'll be that's a great way to get in. I've always wanted to play those games. Got one, played it, thought it was really neat played it for a couple of nights, was playing one night, played for like an hour, hour and a half, didn't understand how the save mechanic worked, shut the game off, not out of anger or anything, just was done. And yeah, it, it definitely just lost all that progress. Oh, it's like, no. I, like, just couldn't go... I lost like 10 minutes of Graveyard Keeper. <laughs> the annoying, like, I, I wish I could skip the dialogue, but I can't. But that right. was it. I just... Yeah, losing an hour of gameplay is really hard. Well, it is, but the reason it's hard is because it's hard if you try and jump right back into it because you just right. do it. Whereas, like, some, that's why my thought is, like, well, if I played something else, especially if I had, like, maybe a couple of things to kind of space that out, mm-hmm. then maybe I don't mind that as much. 
Now I'm still going to play MMOs in between there. So, so for me to say I'm going to switch between three games is a pretty is like uh, one and then WoW and WoW Classic. Uh, <laughs> right. Except also also still doing Destiny Two. So oh okay okay so, third, so WoW Classic WoW Destiny Two which are all so that's three. I, yeah, but those are all MMOs. Those don't these yeah stipulate yeah. <laughs> what I meant was non-MMO games games that could actually oh, be finished okay games that that actually have a, a sense of progression i mean that that's funny mmos obviously have a sense of progression, <laughs> but that, that yields something right that have a credit screen like yeah how do we have to <laughs> yeah i need a game over screen at some point in time <laughs> or uh, yeah or, or just credits i mean maybe not game over because maybe it lets you keep playing but at right. least something that indicates you completed an arbitrary task that we set which Go i guess you in an MMO. Whatever. Anyway, non MMO <laughs> games. <laughs> <laughs> they already have a perfectly valid description of what they are, and we're trying I know, to add. I, know. I, I just have to keep playing WoW, is what I just found out. So, this is kind of interesting, though, because uh, despite our listeners' possible beliefs, you haven't been like you've been a WoW player for pretty much the whole time since it's released, and you've talked about that. But at least within the last couple few years that we've kind of hung out, uh, you've gone back to WoW for fits and spurts on like when a, a, a new expansion releases and maybe not even then, or maybe you think about it, but don't really, you spend maybe a week because a couple other friends are in or something. Mm-hmm. But this is probably the longest, at least as far as I've known you, that you've been pretty steadily committed to both, not ju- and not just because of Classic, but also you know standard wow yeah so probably two years ago i actually played retail wow quite a bit very similar to where i'm at now actually so it was the tail end of the last expansion called legion and i joined back and started playing just because i I get if if i'm not playing any mmo i get (laughs) and i know it's ridiculous but i get very very strong mmo cravings where i can't stop thinking well, and those are because like those are the conversations I remember, which is why I remember you weren't playing WoW because it's that every time we chat, it's like, man, I wish there was an MMO that was as good as WoW. That's like, but then you're not playing WoW, so you're just like, I'm itching for a new MMO, man, and need a fix. Yeah, it's because I, I mean, I literally will spend my time scouring the Reddit MMO forums and googling, you know, what's the best MMO in 2019 or now it would be 2020 or whatever, and then. Go. I mean, that's how I found Gorgon was in one of those those fits. Project Gorgon for awesome. the listeners. But um, but yeah, I it, it's I, the thing is is that what's even more bizarre though about my retail WoW play. Oh, and by the way, I should add, I hit max level in retail WoW oh, before hey, I hit max level in classic WoW. Ah. My classic WoW character well. <laughs> is like fifty eight and a half. With sixties max, so it's so close. Like it's so close that anyone else who plays would be probably mad that I haven't just. Are you also it. kind of dragging that out because you want that savory bit to always be out of reach, or? No, I, honestly, what happened is I I got and I kind of spoke about this last week, I think, in brief, but I have the character I'm playing is a druid, and the druid is my favorite class in any MMO ever. Um, you can turn into different animals. You can fulfill all four roles, those being ranged in melee DPS, heals, tank, depending on your spec. 
you know, if you go in the water, you can turn into a sea lion. If you go in the air, you can turn into a bird. Like, I don't know. It's just, I just love, I just never played anything else where you can turn into a bunch of different animals. And I love it. Um, the problem is, is that in WoW Classic, the Druid is very heavily penalized for being a jack of all trades as far as right. the way it's geared. Mm-hmm. Um, once Burning Crusade came out, which is the first expansion, they addressed a lot of that because the Druid is not the only class. There are a lot of, of classes, but then also a lot of specs. Each class has three different specs, basically. And there are a lot of specs that just aren't really viable for anything other than... I mean, you could play by yourself or, you know, right. quest or something. But if you wanted to, to PvP seriously or raid seriously or anything like that. You have to, because the gear, the max tier gear and stuff is all for one specific kind of, or leans toward one spec. We could have mentioned that before. Right, exactly. So so anyway, well, so healing is probably the, um, the one that the druid is most competent at. And it's still technically the worst healer out of all the healers, but whatever. It's pretty competent, especially in PvP. Well, I have a couple of buddies who still play, who are 60, who PvP. So I I really want to respect my druid to be heals to play with them. Because then I right. can be there with DPS, then I can play the healer, and we can run around mop kids up. Well, that all sounds fun, except I'm not 60 yet. And trying to level to 60 as a healer, which I think I always explained last week, not an enjoyable time. Right. So. It's really that I've just been kind of dragging my feet because I know that I need to just grind out the last few levels as my DPS spec and then respect to heal, but I just want to respect to heal and be done with it. <laughs> anyway, that was a really long-winded explanation to say that I'm basically just kind of lazy and not and just kind of like dragging my feet so I don't have to deal with it. Well, and I mean, that's fair, though, because you don't want to have to play through the unenjoyable parts to get to the part that you want to enjoy. And that's right. totally fair. I get that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in classic, I mean, excuse me, in retail, um, I just, I, as I shared along, I've shared many times, you know, not just once, but many times, I'm sure. I, because as you said, I played WoW since the beginning, right? Now, right. I didn't I didn't have an active sub, like you just said, from 2004 till now. Right. Thank God. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> that amount of money alone would bother me. Walker unsubscribes from WoW. Blizzard stock drops 8%. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but anyway, so like a lot of the stuff that's there in modern WoW that is like quality of life enhancement stuff especially, I was just there before we had that and thought it was great when it showed up. So I just kind of like I kind of like it, and I like in I like in retail. Wow, how many different places there are to go? The the vastness of the content is is just great. I mean, because there's seven expansions or something, so there's just so many different places and locations to go see, so many different dungeons to go explore, just all this different stuff, and it's fun to get there because I can fly mostly to to just about anywhere in the game. Um, so yeah, I don't know, but. So- I actually have a question here Yeah, to kind of tie these two things back together is why do you think it is, especially recently with your very rekindled interest, not just in classic, but in retail wow and the amount that you've been playing and still are able to bring yourself to play. um, Do you think like, is it just content amount that is a differentiation between your difficulty or, or 
where you struggle with burnout in single player games versus an MMO? Is it just the massive amount of content that's in WoW? Is it other people that you play with? Uh, do you know? You know I don't, like, have you thought about it? I yeah, I have, and I don't know. Um, I so I thought it was you know if you go listen to me talk about classic WoW when it came out until I don't know with like like the last month or so, all I ever talked about was the experience I like is playing with other people. Right. And, and that's true that that is the most fun way to play it. I think that's part of it on my Druid in classic as well as in classic. I have not played with anyone for probably a month and a half, maybe right. almost two months now. So that also diminishes my capacity to really enjoy it. Um, but I can still play by myself quite a bit. So it's not entirely the people. I think to some extent it is the content. And I, I've thought about this a lot for myself and trying to understand what it is that motivates me to, to fall in love with a game or to, to feel like it's this awesome thing. And it's, it's, it, it's not to say, it's not, I, I, I don't know if it's just content or what it's, it's basically like the reason I struggle is because I want to say, I always just want more stuff to unlock. Right. Which sounds really simple and like, oh, that makes sense. Okay. But if you give me like a clicker game, like a clicker heroes or cookie clicker or one of those kind of games, right? I, I literally have a physical <laughs> reaction. of <laughs> Like I feel, I feel, ang I get anxious feeling. And, and I know that sounds really overblown because it's playing a game. And to be clear, all of that can be, cured by me stopping playing the clicker game so right. i don't mean to imply i'm some like victim of some crisis but if i play those clicker games like uh, it, it i do feel gross about it because it feels empty right so it's not purely just the act of unlocking more content um because i mean like it, terraria has an infinite amount of content to explore that you know, neither one of us have seen half of the content, and there's another update coming out soonish. I think that true, and true. so, but yeah. we both burn out on. Now, I will no life a game till I burn out. Um, but I think that, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you less no life it until you burn out, and just more hit a stopping point where you're just satisfied with what where you, what a game has to offer. It, it depends. I mean, there are, I have definitely burned out on games before. I've definitely hit a point where I'm just, I mean, I, I typically don't get, um, I guess it just depends on what we mean by burnout. I mean, really all that happens is I'll eventually get to a point where I'm just like, I just don't care anymore right. about whatever that experience is. And so it's not that I'm like, have grown frustrated with a certain mechanic necessarily. Like, um, like in No Man's Sky, that kind of happened where I got really frustrated with the user interface to the right. point where I didn't want to play anymore, but still thought that there was interesting stuff in the game to do and see and learn and whatever, but was no longer willing to overcome their... And, and I know we talked about like the X-Morph with the last level sort of thing. Mm -hmm. At that point, mm -hmm. that's kind of different. You've already experienced like 99% of a game. Mm -hmm. That last 1%, probably not that big a deal. I mean, the way, so like, here's, here's me playing Dark Age of Camelot, right? And this has happened actually with multiple MMOs and in, in times when I've bought a big subscription. So it's actually kind of like a, a telltale sign, or at least used to be if I'm getting ready to quit an MMO, um, is if I buy like a six month subscription, they, 
they discount it if you buy six yep. months at a time, right? The month over month price. Mm-hmm. And so whenever that's happened, I've always been playing for a long time. And I'm like, I should have been doing this six month thing the whole time. Right. Let's go ahead and do it now. So Dark Age of Camelot, this was like 2006, I would guess. Um, yeah, prob- probably 2006. Anyway, so I'm playing Dark Age. I've been playing for a couple years at this point. Uh, there was a period in that where my my father had passed away and I didn't work. And I literally would like play game, play Camelot in a recliner, fall asleep in the recliner, wake up, log back in in the recliner. And just like I was no lifing it literally. Right. right? Like I <laughs> didn't have to leave the house for anything. Um, And continued playing through all that. And it was after I moved out of the house where I was doing the no lifing at that level at and was working again and everything and coming home and playing. And I was like, man, this game is just, I guess, my favorite game of all time. Like, I don't know. I, I'm going to do the six-month sub now that I've been paying for this for two uh-huh. years, month by month. Paid, logged in the next day, ran around for a couple of minutes and was like, I'm done. That used Never to be – that definitely used to be me as well and another friend of, of mine. would A telltale sign of getting ready to quit a game was investing money. It happened <laughs> with Warframe. Uh, granted I didn't put in as much as, as they did. They put in like 80 bucks for one of the big prime packs and played for like two hours and then was just done to this <laughs> day. I still give them crap about, Hey, you want to give me all your plat? Like just log in and give me your plat. And they're like, Hey, right. you want to pay me 70 bucks? I'm like, no, they're like, it's a discount. I'm like, no, you're just, you can have that. You already spent it. I know. I was like, you can have that dead character online and keep your 80 bucks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to give me the free plat, I would probably jump in and play for at least another couple of weeks, you know? Yeah. Or maybe at least another couple hours. Right. Cause I have no problem. Like, and I actually spent like <laughs> when I got my plat, I spent it on things that I want and I've gone back and played and was happy that I spent that money. Um, because I was able to pick back up and do whatever. But yeah, the same thing happened in, in a number of games, which is another reason I'm worried with Space Engineers. There's a sale on the server that I play on for the infinite lifetime sub, which allows you to get in even if there's a queue. Mm. So you can overpopulate the server. So if there's a cap of 30, you can get up to like 50. Um, mm. So you can be 32 or 33, which really, anyway, I already mentioned all of that before, but it's on sale right now. And I'm like, oh man. I could. Do, I'm playing again, and I'm spacing out my time. Like this is oh. probably the perfect time to do it. Right. That's funny. And, but um, I'm like, if I do it, I'm going to jinx myself and quit playing. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah. So I mean, you know, and like, if you ask me what my favorite video game of all time is, um, I I always go with Grand Theft Auto Five. But I don't ever, I mean, it's not like I play Grand Theft Auto V all the time. Right. But the reason that I think that it's the best game of all time, and there are other games that do everything that GTA does, except tennis, I think, better than GTA. <laughs> you know, I'm telling you, I own, so I'm a tennis game fan, which I know is I did not know that about you. <laughs> right. That's because there are no good ones. Okay. The last one I bought on Steam, uh, bought it and played through it in a couple of days and was like, yeah, all right. And then played G- tennis on GTA five and was like, this is actually better than the standalone retail tennis game that I bought. <laughs> and it's a mini game inside of GTA five. Right. Um, anyway, so it, it's just the sheer volume of stuff that GTA five includes. And I don't mean just mini games. It's, it's just all of it 
combine together is just it's it's attention to detail there are a lot of interconnected systems that aren't that don't require the interconnectivity and that's something that uh, there are a lot of complex games that have deep interconnected systems but they usually require investment to as part of the game right so like you do not have to play tennis probably not even to unlock some tennis related outfit it's just a thing that's there that you can do but mm-hmm. in a lot of other games, even if there is like a mini game thing that's that's not interdependent, it's like, well, you can only unlock the B outfit if you beat the B boss in Terraria so many times to get all the parts, right? right. Or, or you, you know, to get the tennis skirt, you have to play a tennis character and beat them at level fifty or whatever in this mini game that doesn't matter and you probably don't care about. But like that interdependence can sometimes turn me off from wanting to do something that I even do enjoy. Um, but, but I think that, that, uh, in a wow or, or in a GTA, there are a lot of interconnected systems that don't require you to, 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 to play. It's not like, it's not necessary. It's not necessary to play tennis at all in GTA five, which is probably makes it more fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think there's definitely something to be said for that. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. I, I think I'm, I think I am forever mesmerized by, um by giant worlds that that are crafted um because like minecraft is cool but i i'm not going to just i'm not engaged by just running in one direction in minecraft right. for as long as i can although it's technically new content and it's land i haven't seen and maybe no one else has ever seen right technically right. <laughs> because it's all procedural but it, it I know that it's random. Mm-hmm. And there, and there's the occasional the Rand Vista that you can hit, but those mm-hmm. are pretty rare. And it's it's got potential to be something awesome. Like I can see like a, a, a hole in a bunch of rocks or something in a giant mountain, and I could see the castle and all the things in it and be like, oh, this would be really epic if I just stumbled upon it. But that means I have to go build it now. Right, exactly. But if I crafted you a Minecraft world, like, that would probably be... I actually still have never gone back and played the, like, Minecraft 10 Years world, I think, Mm -hmm. which was the big, like, super well-crafted... It has, like, Easter eggs and games and puzzles and Wikipedia-esque amounts of content just about Minecraft, and it's, like, Minecraft land, and you can go Mm -hmm. download it. It's made by, like, the Microsoft and and Mojang team. I had no idea that existed. Yeah, it's it's a it looks really awesome. I watched a short video on it, but then didn't watch all of it because I was like, oh, I want to play it, and then never. I think it's just because it requires me to go download a level, and I've never really been able to do that for something like a Minecraft or even like to. Oh, I will watch the video that shows me the Harry Potter world. I'm not going to download it, even though right. it's easy. It would be amazing to fly through. It's like I just can't be bothered for to that to have that amount of wonder. I can't be bothered to find a file location and drop a file there. Like, right, right. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think it's. I mean, it, it's to some extent it's unlocking new mechanics. I mean, like Factorio. I love, 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 love Factorio, and I love the way that it, um, constantly feeds you not just new things to chase, but new things to chase that in turn will enhance and change how you can play. Right. Um, whether that be 
just simply faster belts and inserters or, or just inserters. belts and inserters to begin with. Right. <laughs> or, or the train or the nuclear reactor or the robots that can do everything. Right. Like, there's just a lot of, there's just a lot of cool stuff. And, and, the, and so that's an example of a game that really has hooked me in the past. Um, so, so, yeah. so if you, if MMOs don't count, have you hit a three game? Like, do you have three in mind? Have you already been doing this? Is this something that, no, you said that you hadn't committed to it yet, but you were pondering it. There we go. This, okay. is, this is correct. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, um, cause that put you up to like six games, <laughs> like even a day, would, a game that's. It would. Well, and it didn't mean that I would play one of those three each day. That's fair. Um, basically the way I had thought about it was three non MMO games can't play them in consecutive days. So that, and maybe two is better than three since I am playing the MMOs. Um, <laughs> I feel like, I Do we feel need like to have an intervention like, based on what I'm getting ready to say, you're going to think so <laughs> because what I have failed to mention so far um is that I actually bought what is technically a fourth MMO <laughs> last weekend. <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's hear it. It's on Steam, and it's called Temtem. Okay, is this the new Pokemon-like? It's a it's a it's a game They're made inspired by. Are, yeah, made by people who are huge Pokemon fans, but wanted to, I think, a bring it to PC. Um, and make it a, a an actual straight up MMO kind of right, um, and then also, I'm not a huge Pokemon player, so I can't explain the ways in which it's enhanced. But from the reviews, right. reviews and stuff I was reading, they say that it's like going in a, in in directions that are a little more technical at the end. And again, not that I think it needs that because I don't have an opinion on Pokemon. Well, I mean, I haven't played this one yet. Um, I'm actually kind of surprised that you didn't tell me because. Well, it was because I picked it up and then I played it one night. I, I picked it up late one night. So it was a late night purchase. Okay. And I played it for 20 minutes and then stopped, but not because I was up, didn't like it. It was just like, legit 3 a.m. and I was like what am I doing? Cuz this is one of those like if you want to get me into an MMO mm. coming at it from the like hey it's got pokemon aspects and I'm not like a <laughs> mega pokemon geek but we've talked Bulbasaur sure. forever hashtag uh, what is it the onion turtle hashtag onion turtle um it's <laughs> <laughs> my number one starter I love him but yeah I mean just that I I I like pokemon and I've even heard from the reviews like cuz I'm pretty I, I was never, like, super big into, like, the min-maxing of Pokemon, like, down to the stat boost and whatever, but I, I understand the systems pretty well. I've played several of the games all the way through. Um, and, yeah, Tentem seems like it is a little bit more in-depth in being able to see, like, the, not the exhaustion, but, like, the stamina of different moves and seeing your opponents. It seems like there's a little bit higher strategy involved instead of just kind of picking things and hoping that you win. That is that is what I understand, and yeah. So so basically, all enemy players or whatever, all the monsters, friendly and enemy, whatever, all monsters have a or Tim Tim, I guess as they're probably called, have a like you said a stamina meter, and that is used to to execute abilities. However, when it depletes, your the monster will take damage upon having a depleted stamina meter, and that's true for enemies as well. 
So if you've got an enemy that's low health and maybe you don't have something that can, or yeah, low, let's say low health and low stamina and you don't have something that can attack it easily. Well, you could put something in that's just got high health and let it tank. Right. And then it just is. damages itself until it's done. Correct. Correct. So, um, but I mean, it's, it's very similar to Pokemon. Like it, it it's, I think it is to Pokemon. Maybe what Stardew Valley is to Harvest Moon. Now okay. I say yeah. that in both cases where played a lot of Stardew, haven't played a lot of Harvest Moon, haven't really played a lot of Temtem or Pokemon. Well, However, and I've, I've heard from a lot of people, like, uh, you know, I've heard on some other places where they've said that like, you know, Temtem is Pokemon for the PC. Exactly. So you, I mean, like, and I'll try. I would, I'm sure crap. that if I played that, I it's like the it, the easy comparison to make doesn't mean that it's an exact copy. It's true. I just mean that like the elemental resistances and the way those right. work out are the same. Um, again, you rock. There's a, a an open open world map, but you only find creatures in the tall grass. Right. right? So there's you fight trainers. You know. So it's very heavily inspired. But it's an MMO, so you can do co-op stuff, and you can do head-to-head battles with other players Nice, just on the fly, which to me always seemed like it would be the interesting way to play Pokemon, would mm-hmm. be against other people, not just the I AI. mean, there are just tournaments. Like, there's online play yeah. now and stuff, too, with the newer games. Gotcha. Um, that may be fair. Like, So I, the only Pokemon I own is Pokemon... It's either X or Y. I don't know which one on the 3DS. Okay. The only way to play on 3DS is if you're in close proximity enough to someone to get their street pass. Right. Or, you know, so yeah, it supports online play, but not. Well, and that, not for me, intent. yeah, the problem with that always comes into then you get into min maxing. Then you get into like breeding the perfect stats and feeding certain candies and doing things in certain order. That's no fun for me. And that's always that's always where I in any even in like outside of video games, any other competitive game like tabletop games or anything like Magic the Gathering, uh, outside of like party games, I refuse to min-max because I find that boring. I won't net deck in magic. I won't look up the best way to do something. I may look up some tips and tricks for beginner type stuff, but I'm not going to look up. I just, I, cause that kills all that. Like, why am I playing this then? Like if it's just a net deck, it's, there's no point. There's none of my soul in that. Right. So mm-hmm. I instead play for like fluff and story and theme, which means I will never, I won't even break into a tournament, especially something like magic. The tournaments are all everybody is playing one of maybe two decks. Yeah. And that's just if there's a deck that hard counters the main meta deck. Like, So I've never got – and I come in with like here's my, here's my deck based around rabies where it's all uh, poison and undead dogs and wolves. And it doesn't do very well, but it's fun for me to play and I pretend that I'm a wizard Harry and, you know. but like same thing in tabletop games but the same thing translates to like pokemon is i that's not the fun of the game for me the fun of the game is not min maxing so that i can play in a tournament where even in like a lot of pokemon tournaments depending on the type you'll see oh they have the same 
it, it's like a StarCraft build, right? Like, it's the same thing. It's like, oh, they're opening with this Pokemon. It has this item equipped. That means that the other person has to counter with this or something like it, right? And there'll be slight variances by player to try to upset things, but most of it has this kind of meta feel. Mm-hmm. And I just hate that. Yeah, I well, I don't know if Tim Tim will be up your alley then, because that certainly is a, a piece of it is... Um, you can breed Temtem to get new ones that are not otherwise tameable. Right. So there is some of that kind of in-game min-maxi stuff built in. Um, but I don't know that the only thing to do is be competitive either. You know what well, I mean? Yeah, like, I don't no. And for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. It it looks it looks really good. Like I actually thought from screenshots and stuff, it was going to be a little more. Um, I don't know, bland kind of looking than it is, but it actually, I actually like the look and feel of it really well. Um, and yeah, it's cool to have a little Pokemon t- style game. All that being said, I, I'm literally barely over an hour in. That's so it's fair. not like I played for 20 hours and have some grand review. Um, but all of this really is to say that now that's four MMOs. That's correct. That's <laughs> plus, correct. plus your goal of three more games. <laughs> I've decided in this conversation that three more is insane. Three more is insane. Four MMOs to begin with is already is... too much. It's already literally not plausible. And you wonder why you're only halfway through fifty-eight. <laughs> I know. Well, and that's the thing too is that that's the other thing that, that I don't even talk about here, but. I don't just play one character in these MMOs, right? I get Altitis. I want to see what all the stuff does. Like, so in WoW Classic, if I had just played one character from launch, I would have been 60 a long time ago. But I played on a different server to begin with and then switched servers and then have played three characters, one to 58, one into its mid-30s, another one into its 20s. Like, it's... Yeah. Plus, I'm playing WoW Retail, and in WoW Retail, I have two characters. I have one max level and one, like, halfway. Um, <laughs> I mean, I I chuckle, but God forbid if a new Champions Online or City of Villains comes out, which there are a couple of different games that are kind of in the works to resurrect that. But if something really solid comes this way, I mean, I'll have six alts on day one. like that's, And I will just have infinite amount of time because, God, that was such a good game. Yeah, well, I mean, it just, the thing is, is that, you know, I don't know, the, especially a well-designed system of classes just offers a wide variety of play within each one. So right. to, to, to just know life one, it's like the FOMO is too real, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. and it's like, well, oh, what if I could cast the magic missile like that one does? I want to do that. <laughs> I am, not- so I, I am serious, especially because one of my other good friends uh, has started playing D and D again. So they had mm. they had played this game called it's an older game. I believe it's called Dragon Quest, but it's like a board game kind of version of D and D. But it eh. Crabtree had it when we were kids. Okay, I broke little dragon toy. Yeah, so he he found a copy because he had it when he was a kid, and he recently found a copy that had all of the parts. So he mm. spent the money to buy it, but not just to collect it. He brings it out and plays it. And and they've played it like two or three times to the same group of people. And one of the people was like, well, I wish that I could just like carry this stuff over to the next time that we play or something. And he was like, great. Now you're ready. Let's let's bring out the 5e manuals because he's a DM too. (laughs) He and I are both. We've coded stuff and he's played in my games. I've played in his 
it, we've both been you know big D and D fans for a long time. But all of this is to say that he graduated his party to playing D and D, which means I am now fiending for D and D. I thought I was going to somehow be able to graduate you into playing MMOs with me. No, <laughs> ah. quite the opposite. I'm going to try to drag you into a D and D game. <laughs> So now I have four MMOs, a D&D game, and three single players. Three, six games. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. I've got it. I've got it. Okay. What if I were to do... Now, the four MMOs, I can stop and play those. I, I, I can stop playing those at any time, and there's no shame uh-huh. there. Like, there's no commitment. To be clear, I don't, I'm not saying as the MMO addict, I can stop anytime I want. That's not the, <laughs> that's not the statement I'm making. Clearly, I can't. I'm just saying that, like, I'm trying to, these other, the, the single player games, I do actually want to try and get through. Right. The MMOs, if I don't hit in-game or something, it doesn't matter. That's not part of the commitment. That's just my... That's just uh, what will happen. Yes. <laughs> so, so I, I've, I've really wanted to get through some games on my PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And I've got, you know... A thousand games. games right, Steam, Steam Library. So... Actually, not all in the Steam library. Spread Some across. Some of them in Humble Bundle. We've we've been through this. The vast the majority of the eight hundred, <laughs> but it's not a thousand. It's not a thousand. It would be if you imported everything from Humble Bundle. Oh, uh, that might be. I don't know. I've, <laughs> I've, I've I've done a lot of it because I am just a collector. So right, and I, I know I'll never even install it. That's me and D um, books. Really, I I've not used most of the content in them. I just love the art and the rhymes and the stories, but. I mean, it's to the point where, like, I'm a collector, so when I get free, you know, if I have a Humble Bundle game that I'm offering to you or, like, another one of our friends, it's because it's already in the library. Mm-hmm. Even if I never wanted to play it. That's why I love it. still has to go to the I, library. I don't have to buy any games anymore because of you. Like, <laughs> as long as you keep your Humble Bundle subscriptions up, I never have to buy anything ever again. Already paid for the next year in full. I so don't mind good. not playing a game for five years. And that's more than enough time for it to hit a humble bundle cycle. You will probably have already bought it if it was good. So, <laughs> yeah, actually, case in point, uh, Frostpunk was just in the last ah, humble. Yep. Bundle. I don't know if you're interested in that, but mm, a little bit. Yeah, I thought about it. I've seen it a few it's, times. Uh, it's kind of banished-y. Yeah. Um, really, really hard, but you know, a good time anyway. But yes, I already own it. So, so um, are there of all of these? We've talked around it. Are there any single player games that you have picked up or have you just been looking? Um let's see. Let me let me just look at the old recently played. <laughs> so nothing that I'm that I'm willing to add to the I'm gonna commit to that. That's list. fair. So here's the here's what I was thinking. Is I think I pick a PlayStation game and I pick a PC game. And and those are the two. So no three, just two. Okay. And then I alternate there. What do you think? <laughs> He's I, you're you're only laughing so loud on the audio, but we can see each other. And yeah. My grin is he, I don't I don't dimple often, but full <laughs> like double dimples going on. Like I I think that there are <laughs> we talked earlier today about task completion within the last week for some side project stuff. <laughs> if you want to throw two more games on top of that, I challenge you to get everything that you've said you would get done in the next week even started. 
Okay. So <laughs> I <laughs> I will decide not 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 now. I will decide later what those two games will be. <laughs> so games that I have played, I did play an interesting game just last night actually called Mr. Shifty. Have you ever seen this? Ah, this sounds familiar. So it did to me too, and I can't remember the name. Is it a top-down? Yes. With like like dashy teleporty type stuff, or maybe time you stuff. You know exactly what it is. Yes. So it's very. It's basically kind of like um, like like Hotline Miami. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that view where you're like top down, busting into rooms and attacking dudes. Although in Hotline Miami, <laughs> there's no teleporting. It's right. just the most brutal combat that you've ever seen. <laughs> Hotline Miami is is crazy. Yeah. Um. But then there's this other game called Heat Signature, I which I don't know, know if you've ever played Heat Signature, isn't but you should. Heat you would signature, love. Isn't that made by the guy that made? Yes. Gunpoint. Yes. Yeah, okay. Gunpoint. Then yeah, 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 yeah. So in Heat Signature, it's kind of a similar deal. It's that top-down view. In Heat Signature, you're, you're raiding spaceships, but it's the same kind of thing where you're infiltrating a. a, a a complex with a bunch of rooms and there's bad guys in different rooms and you have to figure out how to try and defeat all of them. But you're not, your power is not in your ability to take multiple shots. Like in Mr. Shifty, you lose if you get, if you get shot or punched one time, right? But you can teleport. I think you have five, basically five charges of blink and you can go through walls, through enemies. You know, right. I've whatever. seen like you teleport as somebody's shooting. So they shoot the guy behind you sort of thing. That You can do that. Yes. Um, when that happens for me, it's kind of serendipitous. It's not because I'm that excellent. <laughs> but I, I have yeah. had that happen. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a pretty fun little game. Now, see, that's, if I was smart, I would be like, I would make a wager with you about single player games. Oh, man. Which I know you would. I would. It's no. It'd be very difficult because I will only take a wager. Like I'm not a betting person, and normally if I bet, it means that I will lose. But it would be really hard for me not to take that bet because I don't know if your spite and and wantingness to win a bet is is high enough to get you to complete a single player game. Well, that's what I was going to say is if I was going to do it, I would need to play games like that because I bet that game is under 10 hours. Like I bet it's, but I bet that game's last level is a, is a, is an alt F four for you. (laughs) Dang it. I shouldn't, that was my ace of my, no, I could have won. So this is something that I didn't talk about actually before. I I don't think I went back and beat X No, (laughs) there is a game called Seraph. Okay. That is a, kind of an action platformer where um, you play a character that has guns. You have like a pistol standard and then you can, you can get like machine guns and rail guns and all sorts of different weapons, but it's like a a 2d side scroller kind of action platformer, but you don't aim your guns, the guns auto aim. So you, you do have to squeeze the trigger to, to shoot. Right. And then you control double jumps and teleports and a couple of magical abilities. And again, you can control when you shoot and you can control what guns you have equipped. And if there's like two enemies close to you, like on the right and left, you can flick a stick to, to prioritize one or the other. So 
you have a little bit of control over the aiming. Okay. But generally, the focus of you playing is not on aiming. It's just on... Timing of all... Dodging. Right. Exactly. So, and, and the levels are all procedurally generated. So, love it. Like, it's such a cool game. Really, really great graphics. Um, just fun gameplay. Same kind of deal. Got to the last boss and was just getting wrecked. But that's a game that has, like, a ton of new game plus modes and all sorts of stuff that I wanted to do. And so right. I was like, oh, man, I just, I'm not getting it. And, in fact, I got to that. So I got to that last boss, couldn't beat it, restarted the entire game. Because wow. I thought I had gotten there too weakly. Got all the way back again and still couldn't do it. And I was like, Oof. man, I suck super bad at video games. Aww. And another buddy was like, I mean, just YouTube it, man. Just <laughs> yeah. What the, how to beat the boss. And I was like, I mean, I guess that's fair. That's I, I may as well. So I did. I actually YouTube that and watched someone beat the boss. And the strat was super, super easy and made it not hard at all. And I was like, oh, yep, never would have tried to do that. Because it's it's not you're not glitching it. Like, you're not, you're right. not it's doing just like something to break the to game or something. Basically, you just stand directly under the last boss the entire time because it like floats around and teleports and does all sorts of stuff. If you just always stand directly under it and shoot, you're good. It's not very hard at all. Yeah. So what you're saying is you would YouTube a video of a game for money. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> if a bet was on the line and I got to the end of a level, end of a game, and couldn't do it, I would totally be willing to do that in that example. So my spite would motivate me. Dang it! To YouTube an ending. And I thought I should make that clear right. before. Just because that does affect the wager. Right, yeah. right. Because you thought there was no hope. <laughs> uh, now there's just a tiny bit of hope. And it also it also would have to be games that I pick because it can't be I can't have you pick Final Fantasy Seven oh, no, and Final no, Fantasy. No, no, I wouldn't do I, I mean I think it'd be funny for a challenge of like which one of us quits playing Rogue Legacy first. Because oh, we both love that game, but we both are terrible at it. <laughs> it I've only ever beaten the first boss. Same. And I don't know why it's so hard. <laughs> and I've watched the, just like 10 minute speed runs. Have you ever seen Getting Over It with Bennett mm-hmm. Foddy? Yeah, I play. I played okay. a fair amount out of it. I haven't beaten it. Oh, I, 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 played, I didn't know you had Yeah, I, I, it's one of the, well, because it, it's one of the few games that you could just get for free. Um, oh. Yeah. Yeah. I, huh. I got addicted to watching people play it. And then I was like, it, I could easily be better than that until you get stuck into the little tiny crevice and and yeah so i have a buddy who had played it for 23 hours his goal was to finish it within 24 and at 23 he lost a ton of progress and was like i'm done so he quit mm-hmm. so me and other buddy were looking at it the other day and laughing about how ridiculous of a game it is and whatever and he was like have you ever watched a speed run for that oh and i was like i don't God. think there are any it's like three minutes like, uh try one minute 17 seconds wow yeah, I haven't looked at recent <laughs> speed runs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should check them out because it's it makes the game look like you just left click until mm-hmm. it's over. Like it's so easy looking. Um, and yeah, I was just blown away by. Anyway, complete tangent. I just no. <laughs> look up a speed run for getting over it with Benefati, and you'll understand uh, how amazing that is. It's one of the more impressive speed runs I've ever seen. So um, I've got a third game. Okay. Um, and it is something that I'm still on the fence about, but I was mid-level up into literally us hitting record on this episode, which hmm. is called Infinito 2. 
and it's T-O-D-E, not T-O-A-D. Um, it is a mobile title. I think it's mobile only. I don't know. I haven't looked for it on Steam yet. It looks like it would play better on a tablet or maybe it, like if you have a a uh, uh, like a an, an emulator, like an, a, a tablet emulator for PC or something, only because mm-hmm. of the sub-menus. Um, but the normal game, I mean, it's got like pinch controls and stuff too, so it's great and you can zoom in on stuff. But just like the general game menus are a little bit small. Um, but it's a tower defense game. And it's, I, it, it's, it's very kind of a basic in terms of like the style is very simplistic, very kind of Geometry Wars-esque, like squares, circles, pentagons are like the bad guys. And the, the towers are nothing super special. I think there's maybe a dozen towers. Uh, I've only unlocked like six or eight of them so far. It's got a a more classic, I guess, tower defense vibe. Now, not in the sense that it's a giant grid that things just walk through and you build the grid, but it does have. And I so God, I'm going to go in so many places at once. I don't know which direction to go, which is kind of how I feel about playing this game. It's got an extensive research tree uh, for each of the towers. It's got some uh, microtransactiony kind of elements to it, but I haven't really I don't care about it and don't feel like i'm hitting a brick wall with it um it it's got kind of a campaign that you can play through that the levels get progressively harder i personally have gone to reddit twice on trying to figure out how to beat certain levels because it it's not that it has the puzzly feel but there are some levels that are slightly puzzly and I think that's more just me not really understanding the depth of certain towers or how they interact, because it does try to give you some information, and it has like an in-game guide and stuff that can launch from the game menu to that takes you to a wiki and stuff. I just didn't take the time to learn all of that, I guess, and I bounce around, because you can kind of play freeformly, and I started understanding some mechanics before they really introduced them to me just by experimenting with I found a new thing. But it, one of the, the kind of big catching points of it is that you can build your own levels. But hmm. you have to, like, you get a certain amount of pieces by playing the normal game or unlocking chests or whatever, which it feeds you a steady supply of and I don't have to buy keys for. It's just like a timer thing, which whatever, I don't care about. Um, but I seem to unlock a steady supply of these tiles and pieces. But if I'm not mistaken, now I don't know because I haven't done one yet, it feels like those you use all those tiles once. I don't know if it's the case that it is that if you build a custom level, like if I have five floor tiles and a base and a bad guy spawner, and that's it, if I make a, a level with five tiles and I play through it and I beat it or I lose, which you will... It, it's The reason it has infinite in the... It's infinite and node, I think, is what it's trying to go for. Like, infinite nodes. Um... Because you will just lose. There is no winning a level. You can three-star mm-hmm. a level by getting to a certain wave, but it'll keep throwing waves at you until you die, period. Mm. And every level is played like that. I see. And so once I got over that, because <laughs> that was hard, it, it, you know, coming from, like, I want to win a level. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I, back to the, the, the designer. I don't know if you die if you lose all those tiles. Or if you keep getting more tiles, you can make your next level, you go back, play some campaign, come back and make level with six tiles. 
or mm. if you lose all of the things that you use. I haven't experimented yet. I haven't looked it up yet because I've just been playing through the campaign to understand everything. Mm. But it seems like that's kind of the case. And there's a lot of interesting... I, It's not anything that nobody's done before. Like, there are resource tiles that you can put a resource miner on to get resources that actually are used outside of the level. So it's mm. not even... It's not like the monkey banana farms in balloons where you just get money for that level. Um, it can be used to purchase upgrades in, like, your tech tree and stuff. But... So it, there is kind of a risk-reward on if you mine a bunch of resources, you can upgrade your tech tree, which makes your towers better for the next time you play a level. Or do you want to spend the in-game money? Because you still have to use the in-game money, like in-mission money, to build those miners. So then you can't use that on towers. So there's kind of some some interesting play there. There's also some pieces that can be put onto a tile that don't that aren't a tower, but affect all of the towers nearby them. Like it boosts their damage or it makes extra money or something. And then there are tiles on the field that will come with like, Oh, this is a damage boost tile. Any tower that you build on it has 120% damage or whatever. So there's Mm -hmm. a lot of those kind of interesting things in there. And those are all types of tiles that you can get to build your own level with. Haven't built levels yet, but for at least the past three or four days, I've been kind of nonstop. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, there's a lot of interesting mechanics that, that seem to be available. I don't know if it's going to get super puzzly, which is what I don't want from a tower defense. It, like I said, it has some of that. There are a couple of levels that I've Googled and like or hit the Reddit on because there's a big Reddit for it. And there's just like, oh, like you, you just want to place your first couple of towers like this or something. And then I did that and I was like, oh, but it was also like, oh, that tower works differently with that tile than I thought it did. So, right. it, yeah, it, no. so I learned something about it. So I didn't feel it was just a puzzle. Right, right. Well, I mean, and it sounds like given the fact that the levels aren't designed to be cleared right there is no clearing of the level you're just getting a certain score threshold Mm -hmm. so i don't know i i feel like that 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 lends itself absolutely to not being a puzzle game and to actually being something you can kind of play with now there are right and there are some levels where like you have to get a certain number of stars to unlock the next tier of levels but you can get that spread out through there's like 10 levels and you have to get, there's three stars on each level, but you only have to get 20 stars to progress to the next tier. So it doesn't matter what 10, you know, which ones you have to get some three star. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah. And and some of them I was like losing in 30 seconds. So it definitely was like, I'm doing something wrong. But when I figured out what it was, I actually learned a piece of the game. And instead of just like, you having to do it, like you said, to clear it at all, to put these things in this order. Um, so there, there's that. The music is amazing. I don't know if it's all like open source or free source music. The artists are always great. There's like one tile on every map that just is the music tile, which I think is kind mm-hmm. of fun. And it like in the bottom corner and on the tile, it credits the name of the song and the name of the artist. And there's just tons of music, and huh. it's good. It's it's very kind of 
I don't want to call it glitch, but like kind of eight bit techno y. Everything about this game reminds me of Newgrounds. Like mm. from just the cool music, and there's a kind of a style, like for those of you that know m- music that you could find on Newgrounds, oftentimes fit into this video game techie music 8 bit genre. Well, not all of it, but it all like very upbeat, very lively, very intricate, very kind of experimental, but not too weird. And the fact that it's kind of very simplistic graphics, but clean and it, everything about it just makes me feel like I'm playing a game on Newgrounds again. And I spent a lot of time on Newgrounds and I've spent a lot of time with this game, like every break that I'm taking at work on my lunch break, anytime that I have five minutes I'm jumping in because the other that's the other thing is that you can kind of like three star a level in five minutes. It's mm-hmm. not like a balloons level that to get to some top tier, you're spending 45 minutes, you know, getting super towers built. It's a it's very much so a five, 10 minute game at a time, but it doesn't seem to penalize me for that at all. I don't have an energy bar that I'm waiting to refill to like play a right. new game or something. So I don't I feel like I'm constantly making progress after every level. I've got like 30 or 40. The tech tree is actually pretty huge. Um, Now, the tech is not all significant. It's like max level, damage increases, cost decreases, things like that. And they're of small amounts. But I'm always unlocking something. And I I have like 50 options to unlock. Now, maybe I only unlock two or three of those things. But I have a, a, a wide board to unlock in. Yeah, I mean, so I actually, uh, again, here again, you you can't make any point without me tying it back to WoW somehow. <laughs> so for a long time in World of Warcraft, you have every character and every every spec has a long talent tree that in the first expansion, or excuse me, in classic WoW, vanilla WoW, all of the trees go to from up to 31 levels basically of points that you would invest like up till you have to be level 31 to unlock the top tier okay. or excuse me right 41 sorry right anyway. you don't start getting it to like level 10 or something right okay. correct yeah. correct and so i know then that increases okay, mostly that probably Good. heard you tell me that before <laughs> right so it, it continues through the first several expansions where it just continues to expand that talent tree well eventually blizzard said the talent tree is too bloated it's too confusing a lot of the stuff in it isn't really a choice. Like you're just going to get it. Right. So we're going to bake a lot of those talents just into the, the specific spec. You just unlock it at certain levels. It, yeah. It's just, it, instead of you having to spec to make your frost bolt, have a chance to slow the enemy, we're just going to make it slow the enemy. Right. And now everyone gets it. And now that's no longer a tech choice or a, a talent choice. And and so what they did is they boiled it down to, I think it's six or seven talent choices that you make all the way from level one to 120. Right. And the rest of the time, you're just given stuff. Well, a lot of people don't like that change. I don't know where I sit with it still, especially now playing classic and retail simultaneously. But the genius of it is that it does remove a lot of bloat. And I do think it's fair that in the old talent tree system, you probably only make six to seven interesting choices. That's fair. They're still giving you the same six to seven interesting choices. However, it's not entirely true because the old system also allowed specking into different specializations. So 
like uh, instead of just being a frost mage or a fire mage, I'm going to be half into each. Right. And maybe that doesn't look like the optimal, or maybe for raiding that would but never it allows, be optimal. That's somebody. That's where I play. Is like I'm not going to raid for top tier gear, but I'm you know Gemini, the half frost, half fire wizard. You know, like right. And I'm going to wear maybe, red and blue clothes. <laughs> Or maybe even like it, it might even be because like in the frost line, you eventually get an ability that allows you to reset the cooldowns on all of your other abilities. Mm-hmm. So even though and then pair you're really that gonna... with some high damage fire ability or something, exactly whatever that is. So so there is so my point being that there's there's validity to both positions, right? But in um. I was reading, I think it was just on Reddit some, at one point, and someone brought up that point about how, well, they, they still give you the same total number of interesting choices to make. And another person said, the difference is is that in the old system, even if it was really just to some extent a perception of our own, we had a perception that we were influencing the outcome of our character. You had a feeling we of progression, decisions. yeah. Yeah, in, in decision-making. And so... That was a very, very long-winded way to relate to what you were talking about with the tech tree, where there's all these choices, and, and they're not, you know, it's not all game-changing choices, but I think that there's some value in that. I think there's some value in going, you know what, I've invested the last five points I have in reducing the cost of that tower instead of increasing the damage of this other tower. Right. And yeah, there are different gameplay outcomes from that, but you get to feel like you made that choice, and now when you buy that cheaper tower you get to feel like that's the result of your own well, decision. And, and there is, there is something to be said for the small incremental changes adding up. Cause most of, there's a lot of radiant choices that you can make, right? Like changes it by 1% per level. And so to get to 200 or a hundred percent damage or double damage would require a hundred points invested in this thing. Right now, double damage is not game breaking, but once you've invested maybe 50 points in it, you've probably played up to like uh, zone three, level five or something. You can go back to zone one, level two, where you have two stars or one star. And maybe it's just that you have a better understanding of the game now. It probably is a little bit of both, but that extra damage may get you the five more waves that you need to three star that older level. And you know, whatever that's worth. I, I haven't had a need to go back and restar a lot of levels. I just have because if I'm – I don't normally focus on that stuff unless I'm already pretty close to it. So if I'm if I'm all one stars in a game for level completion, then I don't care. I'm just trying to beat the game. But if I'm like all three stars but two two-star levels or two one-star levels, I'm going back because mm-hmm. then I have a chance at for whatever reason – finding my life significance in three starring levels in whatever game it is. But, yeah. but and, and that's where that difference comes in. Or especially in the game, like there seems to be this infinite nature that they advertised in their videos where like the boards can get crazy huge. And so I, I, I don't know, like all of the main missions are pretty small boards with maybe a dozen up to 20 places to place a tower. Like I said, like five minute games. But I've seen people talking about, like, 
I this the there is some meta to building your own levels, which I really will not care about unless or until I play that much of the game. But I don't think this is going to be a forever game for me. I don't know, mm-hmm. but it doesn't seem. It seems like a maybe a forever time waster. Like I still play Archero occasionally, but um, yeah, I I haven't tested that yet. I think mostly because I'm afraid of losing the tile pieces. I should just go and figure out if I lose the pieces, if I use them. Because if I don't, then there's no reason not to be making my own levels. Um, Right. So I I guess I feel like because these things came out of a chest, they're probably single use. I don't know. We'll report back later on that. Or anybody that's listening who is frustrated that I don't have the answer can Google it and find out super quickly. But... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, so the only thing that I, I, I think that's awesome, because, yeah, this is the first that I've heard about this game. Um, I think that's super cool that you found, especially a tower defense game. Those are always a good time. Mm-hmm. I would just use your own advice and caution burnout on, you know, if you're playing every chance you get five minutes, plus every time you get, you know, like. There's you know, some fairness maybe, there. There's I, I think it really. You pick up four or five MMOs. It, oh, right. Play, yeah, that'll space things out great for me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think it'll be after we're done here. I'm just going to have the answer. I'm not going to give that answer to everyone else because I think they should go check the game out. Um, nice. Mostly because, like, I think some of it, too, is I just we both got the same phone recently and it's a good phone mm-hmm. and I haven't played like I was playing mobile games on my tablet for a while. But now I'm actually kind of I was like, why don't I just look and see? I also think it was because I, I do the Google survey rewards. Um, mm. I just had like eight bucks. Now, this ended up being a free-to-play game anyway, but I was like, eh, I'll go look and see if anything else will buy a movie or something, but I could just look and see if there's a game that I want. And it popped up, and I looked. I was like, there's no point in me. I can. I have gotten several other games that I've downloaded and uninstalled within, like, 30 seconds or a minute because I was like, oh, it's this kind of game. Nope, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, there's no sense in me not trying a few things, you know. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So that's all for our episode today. Please join the discussion by tweeting your thoughts to us at PUYSPod or follow us there to get a notification on stream times. Check out the links below for many other ways of getting your thoughts to us from email to Discord because we'd love to hear your thoughts and discuss them on screen. If you like this episode, please rate, star, thumbs up, and review us wherever you're listening. It really makes a difference. If you want more of Walker's insights on pretty much everything in life not related to gaming, check out his other podcast, The Walk Show, which is available everywhere podcasts are found. Everything in this shed, starting with those. Okay, gotta fix all of these. That, that'll be so easy. This needs some love for sure. Definitely that. True DIYers see projects everywhere. From repainting patio furniture to repurposing an old light fixture. For all of those to-dos, trust Krylon Fusion All-in-One Paint and Primer Spray Paint. It bonds to difficult surfaces and gives you maximum rust protection with no sanding or priming. And that's that. Krylon. Today we spray. Everything in this shed, starting with those. Okay, gotta fix all of these. That, that'll be so easy. This needs some love for sure. Definitely that. True DIYers see projects everywhere. From repainting patio furniture to repurposing an old light fixture. For all of those to-dos, trust Krylon Fusion All-in-One Paint and Primer Spray Paint. It bonds to difficult surfaces and gives you maximum rust protection with no sanding or priming. 
And that's that. Krylon. Today we spray.